how we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes. How we doing? Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And, of course, I am your host, Dr. Rob. What's going on? Well, I'm having a a good summer for old dude. You know, but I'm concerned, so very concerned about what is happening in the world. As a matter of fact, it's not even in the world. It's just happening around us every day. But despite all of that, I'm still feeling good, looking good, doing good. And most of all, I am filled with joy, enthusiasm. And excitement to bring you yet another podcast And so today, today is a time for some emotional intelligence Yep, that's right, I said it It's time to talk about emotional intelligence Because now more than ever, we need to be aware to improve our emotional intelligence. Inflation is high. Stress is even higher. The murder rate is off the chart. It is time for us to inflate. You know, talking about inflation, it's time for us to inflate our emotional intelligence so we can learn to think more and feel less. Yes, that's what we're going to talk about today. The importance of learning and being aware of the importance of thinking more and feeling less. Now, what do I mean by that when I say, you know, what does it mean to be a thinker versus being a feeler? Well, I will get more into that momentarily. But first, I would like to say hello and welcome to the podcast. Now, this seems to be the time more than ever to talk to you about, one, to become more aware of the necessity to be emotionally intelligent, and two, to improve 
your emotional intelligence. After all, we are living in a very, very stressful time. Mass shootings are happening on a regular basis. No place is safe. Any one of us or our family members could be a victim of this new act of what seems to be recreational mass murder by young men in their early 20s or high teens. And then, although we are back to work and things seem to be normalizing, The pandemic is on the rise again, and it is coming back with the force as medical professionals are predicting that at least 403 people will die every day as a result of the new COVID-19 B5 variant. Now that is, I mean, that is just a sad state of affairs, but... B-U-T, we as individuals, as people, have to continue to be aware of how to rise above the stress of this mess that we are currently living in. Now, speaking of things on the rise, inflation is rising like crazy. It is off the hook. Everything is expensive. I, you know, I was I came to think, what is inflation? Now I know that inflation is an economic term that means inflation is a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services in an, in an economy. But sometimes I wonder, is inflation something that is really happening, or is it in reality like a fever whereby prices are rising? Because it has been reported on the news so much. And so businesses are just price gouging because we have been told that inflation is happening. I mean, I know inflation is an economic circumstance, if you will. But by golly, everything, everything is expensive. You follow me? I think some places are just Raising their prices because that is the word on the street. I bought some Chinese food the other day. Some a simple order of a small order, as a matter of fact, of broccoli with garlic sauce and no chicken, which used to cost like around five dollars and sixty-five cents, and now I was charged eight dollars and fifty cents. For the same order of Chinese food Broccoli with garlic sauce No chicken Matter of fact I, I said keep the rice And I paid almost $10 for this This so called inflation Is it real Or is it manufactured By those who sell us goods and services Anywho That's right I said anywho Inflation is not the topic today, but it is the stress that can result from this inflation that I'm talking about and how it relates to the importance of improving 
our emotional intelligence in order to prevail during these tough times that we are experiencing in our everyday life. Now is the time. That's right. Now is the time to understand the importance of having good emotional intelligence because that is how we will survive these tough times. Now, I know some of you will say, no, no, no. My God will get me through these tough times. Well, no argument there. I'm not arguing emotional intelligence versus God. What I'm saying is it all starts with you, okay? And so in order to appreciate and understand your love for your God, you still have to be in your right mind for your God to get you through. And it all starts with you and your emotional intelligence. And now the topic of this podcast today Is it better to be a thinker or a feeler? And before I get into that, I should explain what I mean about being a thinker and a feeler and the circumstances of which I am referring to. Then I will talk to you about the topic of two dogs and the effect of two dogs on our emotional ability. Now you say two dogs. What are you talking about, Dr. Rob? Two dogs. Yes, I am going to share with you a famous quote and tell you the story about the two dogs. So this should be a very exciting and interesting discussion with you today. First, What do I mean when I say it is better to be a thinker than a a feeler? Now, what I mean is that it is important to be a thinker at times when we have experience, when we have experiences that affect our feelings. When we are involved in situations that can have an effect on us or an effect on the way we feel like, breaking up with your girlfriend, losing your job, going through a divorce, your children might be sick. Serious issues regarding your your parents getting older and other matters of significance in our lives that might cause us to get upset, get angry, get mad, and just might lead to something that you can, that will make you feel unhappy. Well, it is during those times that it is the time to think more and feel less. Am I am I talking too fast? Am I you know, I'm I, I'm just excited. You know, I get excited and filled with enthusiasm and energy when I talk about these very important topics with you. You see, what I'm really saying is deep emotional situations can cause us to react in ways that can lead to poor outcomes based on our emotional reactions to a serious situation as I just described. And I can, I can, I mean, inflation is stressing me out for God's sake. 
and and then the the the, the mass shootings. I mean, just the regular occurrence of these things. And so I'm just trying to bring to the forefront, raise awareness about the importance of understanding emotional intelligence and how you can benefit from it, how it will behoove you to improve your emotional intelligence, to become more of a thinker and less of a feeler. So as I was saying, instead of acting on our feelings, it would behoove you to think about what happened as opposed to feel what happened. I mean, early on, you know, your feelings are your feelings. And you should feel your feelings. That's, I'm not saying don't ignore your feelings. Uh, what I'm saying is, yes, feel your feelings when you have that experience that would require you to to cry, to be upset, or to feel. You must feel that emotion. Live with that emotion. Be stay in that emotion for a period, but then. Sometimes sooner than others, you have to shift into a thinking mode. Essentially, what I'm saying is when you become a thinker during your emotionally significant experiences, it will allow you to get a better handle on the circumstances so that you can put things into perspective. Yes, we have to learn how to exercise perspective more frequently as opposed to reacting in an emotional way by throwing something, kicking something, yelling, screaming, being angry and taking your bad feelings out on your wife, your kids, your dog, your mother, and so on. You feel me? I mean, this weekend I was working with a young man, 15 years old. He's made some poor decisions, and for somehow he's very upset. And and the fact that he's a teenager is of you know concern because of these teenagers that are carrying out this crazy, murderous behavior. So in talking with him, you know he and he's making bad choices with his friends. And as an individual, as it relates to school, I think he threatened the principal with a tax. I mean, my God, who would threaten the principal? Nobody would do that. Then he's smoking weed, and his mother doesn't want him to do that, so I think she took away his phone, and he he told me that he was depressed. And I said to him, young man, of all the things that you could choose to feel, why would depression be the one that you would choose? So he said to me, well, what do you mean? Why, of all the things I could choose? I said, yes, because first of all, you're not depressed because you're going to basketball practice and you're, you're outside hanging with your friends and you're getting ready for football season and, and all these other things. Depressed people don't do that. Some depressed people cannot even get out of bed 
and they cannot carry out their daily everyday functions in life. And I think we use that term depressed too loosely, too often. And so I said to him, of all the things that you could think of in terms of how to feel, why is depression the one that you would choose? Yes, sure, life is tough, but I mean at 15 years of age, at 15, I mean, how tough is it? Did you not pay your rent, your car note, your cell phone, your television bill, your water bill? No, of course you didn't pay it because you don't have those kind of responsibilities. All right? So I was talking to that young man about the importance of learning how to become more of a thinker and less of a feeler because he's too young to be walking around angry at the world. And so I'm going to let a promo in and we'll pick up our discussion on the other side of the break. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. All right, welcome back. And so as I was saying, I was working with the young man to help him understand that he is all caught up in his feelings, and it was quite apparent that he was not feeling good as a result of the quandary, the quagmire he was stuck in in regard to his feelings. And I spoke to him. Well, let me hold on to that because I'm going to talk to you about the point I was trying to make with this young man about how to deal with his feelings. And so... Let me get back on topic. So, as a thinker, you see, a thinker, when you are a thinker during emotional turbulence, you will have better control over your emotional situations. And this is very important because if you do not have control over your emotions, then they will have control over you. And that is what happens when we carry out these murderous acts and disrespectful behavior and we're just stuck in our feelings. And that 
is what leads to bad outcomes. See, we see it on a regular basis nowadays, as I said, in mass shootings, killings over parking spaces. I mean, are you really going to pull out a gun and shoot somebody? No, not only shoot them, but kill them over a parking space. Road rage is leading to people being shot. I mean, come on now. What is going on? Well, what is going on is that we are not doing a good job of being thinkers. Instead, we are being feelers. And feelers act on their emotions, whereas thinkers think through their emotions to find solutions which lead to better outcomes for all concerned. I mean, can you imagine that you're arguing with somebody over a parking space, like who had the parking space first, or somebody might be standing in the space so that their, you know, significant other can bring the car around the corner and park in that space. And then you get into an argument with a person who feels like, well, they, I'm here with my car right now so that I want that space. And so an argument ensues and then somebody pulls out a gun and shoots the other person over a parking space. No, no, we cannot, we cannot, we should not allow our emotions to take control of us to that extent. And so with that said, let me tell you a story, which comes from a famous quote about two dogs. Now, from a historical perspective, I just got to lay this little background down. Once upon a time, there was a famous Indian chief, or I should say an indigenous leader, and his name was Sitting Bull, who is archived in the annals of American history, you see, because Sitting Bull, I believe, he was involved in, in the, the battle regarding General Custer's last stand, as this was during the time of the wild, wild west, when America was engaged in war with the Indians or the indigenous people over the land in this place that we now call America. Anywho, Sitting Bull had a famous quote and this is what I want to share with you because it has to do with how he dealt with his emotions. And so the quote goes like this. Sitting Bull said, inside of me, there are two dogs. One dog is a mean and evil dog and the other dog is a nice dog. And they fight all the time. And then when Sitting Bull was asked, well, which dog usually wins? He said, the dog I feed the most. Now, you can't tell me that that's not powerful. He said, the dog that usually wins is the dog he feeds the most. In other words, 
what Sitting Bull is saying is that he knew that he could control his emotions. As he stated that the dog he feeds the most, in other words, the emotions that he allows to drive his behavior are the emotions that determines how he felt how he behaved, and how he handled his affairs. And that emotional dog, if you will, will win the battle of how he makes bad emotional decisions. Whereas on the other hand, if he feeds the good dog more, like the positive thinking, the appreciation of the small things. If he feeds, you know, find things, find thoughts that make you feel good, that make you feel better, then if he feeds the good dog more, then he will feel better. And so he's saying that he, like you, have control over his emotions and feeding the good dog more you will have better outcomes to your choices and everything you will see will be all right. So what I'm saying, believe it or not, it is that it is really up to you to feed the good dog so that you can have good outcomes to your emotional experiences and you want the good dog to win. So, You feed the bad dog less by controlling your feelings, controlling your emotions, which will determine your actions. You see, the moral of this story and the point I am trying to make is that we can control our thoughts, which means we can control our feelings because we determine what we think about and how we feel about what we are thinking. And you should not sit by on the sidelines and cheer your bad feelings on, which will lead to one bad thought leading to another bad thought. You know what they say. And I don't mind. It's a devil's workshop. Instead of standing by and allowing your thoughts to control you and how you feel, you have to learn to understand that those are your thoughts and you can take control of your thoughts by becoming an active participant in your thinking and in your feelings. In other words, it is just like, you know, when we talk to yourself, I know I talk to myself all the time. Sometimes I have the best conversation I have conversations I have ever had with myself. So, and I, I think you talk to yourself. Do you talk to yourself? Well, I hope so. And you know how it goes when you talk to yourself. You know, uh, we wake up every morning or some mornings and we, we talk to ourselves about, you know, what am I going to wear? Well, I don't feel like doing that. Well, maybe I'll do it later. Nah, I'm okay, I'll do it now. Uh, am I going to go to that barbecue? I went last year. It was whack. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll stop by. Am I going to the family reunion? Oh, damn. Well, 
Maybe so. If you feel like being bothered, do I feel like being bothered with this girl today that I'm about to break up with? Or do you want to text this guy that you about to dump one more time if he says one more stupid, silly thing that will irk your nerves? So, just like we talk to ourselves about what we might do or might not do, we should understand that we should talk to our feelings. That's right. I said it. We have to start talking to our feelings on a daily basis. You see, Our feelings are what determines how we see things and how we will feel about the things we see. And that could be real good or real bad. Or a matter of fact, look at it like this, if I may suggest. Look at your emotions as the engine of your body, just like your car engine. If your car engine does not work properly because you have not oiled your car accordingly every five to six thousand miles, your car engine, your car engine is going to fail and your car will break down and you will be stuck on the side of the road. And so just like your car engine without oil, your emotional well-being without good thought without good thinking will break down and you will not handle things the way they should be handled in your life when you have that significant emotional situation. And you will break down emotionally and perhaps do foolish things like kick chairs, punch walls, or punch people, yell, scream, and act out in ways that could have been handled better had you just taken the time to speak to your feelings and think about how your feelings about a particular situation could be handled better. We always have time to slow down, time to look at, you know, keep things in perspective. I mean, between inflation, mass murder, COVID, disrespectful children, road rage, no place is safe. The, the heat, the high temperatures this summer, and all of the other scenarios that may bring stress to your life. Now is the time. Now is the time for all of us to find a way to do better, to handle highly stressful situations. I mean, this is the time. There is no better time. We have to find good thoughts to fill our minds with, improve your emotional intelligence, your emotional awareness. You can Google how to improve your emotional intelligence. I've spoken to you about this a number of times. Improve your emotional awareness, which means just become aware of the effect, the impact that your emotions have on the way you feel, the way you think, the way you behave, the way you react we have to become more emotionally responsible i mean call it what you want 
but know that the key to overcoming, to handling, to prevailing, to winning, and to enduring these tough times and circumstances is to become more aware of the power of your emotions. And you do that by learning to speak to your emotions so you can take control of your thoughts. And with that said, I'm going to step aside and let a promo in. And we'll pick up the discussion on the other side. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services. The place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. All right, welcome back. I mean, this topic just in and of itself is stressful, not to me, but the fact that I have to stress the importance of becoming more emotionally intelligent because of what is happening in the world, in your world, in my world, in all of our worlds. It's difficult. I think now is a good time to just to take a break, you know, and think of something funny. You know, this is what I'm talking about. Take control of your thoughts. Think of something funny. You know, it's good to laugh, and now is the time to laugh. Take a moment to laugh. Okay, how about that? Oh, that's when you're really laughing. When something's funny, you go, oh, you know that joke was good. Okay? So I'm I'm coming to a close on this topic, but there's just a few thoughts that I'd like to share with you before, you know, we wrap up on the topic of the importance of becoming more of a thinker and less of a feeler. You see, because if you take control of your thoughts, as I always say, you can change the way you feel. And if you change the way you feel, you will change the way you think. Please know that you are in control of your thoughts. Nobody else. You are in control of your feelings. Nobody else. Your happiness is your responsibility. Therefore, as I said earlier, 
Become an active participant in your own thinking so you can stop letting your emotions spiral out of control. Now, I'm not saying this is happening to you. Please don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is that it could happen. And you may know somebody that this is happening to. And so... uh, Tell them about this podcast. They can get it at Apple, Pandora, Spotify. Share this with them. Talk to them about downloading because emotional intelligence is the way to go. Remember what Sitting Bull said. He has two dogs inside of him, and they fight all the time. And when he asked which dog wins, he said it depends on which dog he feeds the most. So let's start feeding the good dog the most so that the good dog can win, which means you can determine how you feel and you got to know that. So when it comes to being a thinker or a feeler, as I may have said previously, you feel at funerals. You feel for at birthday parties, for at weddings. You feel during the holidays, special occasions. You feel when you break up with your lover. Or you feel if your marriage ends in divorce. But after all of this and more, and you feel your feelings. Yes, experience those feelings. I'm not saying just push your feelings to the side. That would be impossible. What I'm saying is feel your feelings, but do not get stuck there. Do not get stuck in your feelings. Learn to put things into perspective. Size it up. See if it has see if it is as bad as it seems. Then make the best decision, not based on how you feel, but how you thought about the best way to handle your emotionally significant situation. So going forward, Keep in mind to work on becoming more of a thinker and less of a feeler. How is it that young people find some joy in purchasing deadly weapons and opening fire on innocent people in shopping malls, in churches, in supermarkets? I mean, at these young ages... What could be so bad? There is nothing in life that could be so bad. Now, and there's some bad stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. But what could be so bad that one would want to do something like that? And by now, you probably know my story. My mother died suddenly when I was nine years old. Then my oldest sister overdosed on heroin when I was 12 years old. Then when I was 15 years old, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I have been insulin dependent, which means I take four to five injections by syringe every day before I can eat any meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And so what could be so bad about your life? And as a matter of fact, if you have the courage and the resilience to go forward after a tragic experience in your life, you will find that when you turn your pain into purpose, your life will get better, not worse. It's a strange thing, but trust me, I dare you to try it. Work your way through tough situations and see how good it is, how good it could be on the other side. 
And so in closing, remember, feed the good dog. Learn to speak to your feelings. Happiness is a choice. Choose happiness. Learn to put things into perspective. Nothing is as bad as it seems. Work on becoming more of a thinker and less of a feeler to get better outcomes to your daily life experiences. With that said, I hope this discussion was helpful as it is up to you to focus on the solution to your problems instead of the problem itself. Solutions, resolutions are the way to go. Take control of your thoughts so your thoughts do not take control of you. After all, who is in charge? You or your thoughts. They are your thoughts, and you can replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts in real time. It is up to you, so make it happen. And on that note, to take a word from one of my childhood favorite cartoon characters, Bugs Bunny, that's all, folks. Make it a good day for yourself, and remember, love is an action, not a word, and it is not supposed to hurt pace as we wrap up this show I hope this topic helped you to grow and now you know a little bit more than you knew before if you have any questions about this topic please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, If I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.